passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, welcome back to another episode of the 90th Percentile. This is your host, Jeff Ponce. One of the prospect writers here at Baseball America. If you listened to last week in the new format, I have my new co-host, Matt Pajak of Loden Sports. Hi. What's going on, Matt? We had a great episode last week. We talked with Garrett Martin, who's a draft prospect for this, this year um, out of Austin P. He's had a really interesting journey. We kind of talked about some different concepts about finding your fit. This is the second part of this series. We're going to be talking to Nick McLean of the uh, triumvirate of McLeans that are uh, have either played, been you know college stars or now pro stars. Uh, I believe he's the youngest brother of the three. Um, but I wanted to ask you just big takeaways from our conversation with Garrett last week because there was a lot of info there, and I thought thought it was really informative for some of the hurdles and and you know sort of uh, you know we'll say hazards that you can necessarily run into in this game. Um, even when you're a really good player that's really talented and has pro opportunities, sometimes you're still searching for a place to play. Yeah. Crazy story. Uh, and it was awesome that he came on and, and he shared everything that he shared with us. I think there were some really fun nuggets in there, him driving across the country. Uh, not sure whether he was going to Texas or whether he was continuing on to Tennessee. Um, I don't think that's something that many baseball players or many athletes in general have experienced. Um, but definitely unique. And, you know, obviously this year at Austin P I think he was just named their, uh, male athlete of the year for the entire athletic department, which is really awesome. And a little bit of a, a cherry on top of the whole Sunday that's been his senior year there. So yeah. Um, biggest takeaway for me was just, you know, show up and keep showing up. And, and that's what he did for the past four or five years. And, the next opportunity did present itself and wherever that opportunity was, he went and he showed up and good things happened. So, um, yeah, that one was a lot of fun. This one's going to, we're definitely coming at it from a different angle today with Nick McLean. Um, you know, you got to put trackers on, on the McLean brothers, like you do with the great white sharks up in Cape Cod, you know, keep track of what they're all doing. Um, I know Matt's tearing the cover off the ball in triple a right now. I think Sean's still, waiting to get a season underway with the Dodgers and all that. But yeah, great baseball family. Uh, really excited to have Nick on, take a different swing at this. You know, he's a little bit more of a high profile name. Um, he also has experience with the transfer portal. Uh, a lot of different uh, topics we'll be able to get into this week with him, as opposed to last week with Garrett. So 
Uh, before we get any further down the road with that, though, Jeff, you did text me this past week about a sandwich you had in Brooklyn, and I want you to tell the people about it because why not? Yeah, that's going to be one of the parts of this podcast that I think we'll can, we're, we're both on the road quite a bit. We travel a lot. We eat a lot of food. We talk about the food that we eat all the time. So the name of this place is DeFonte's Sandwich Shop in Brooklyn. That's D-E-F-O-N-T-E-S. So uh, not all that different from my last name on the on the second part of that. Just a, a P versus an F, right? Um, like Wayne Fonts of, uh, you know, former uh, head coach of the, of the Lions during uh, Barry Sanders' heyday. We used to joke around and say he was my cousin. Um, but... This was uh this was a this was a recommendation from a scout that I had been sort of chatting it up with in Brooklyn. He showed up to the game on Friday with this sandwich and just looking at it, I, I could tell that it was elite. So it was like, you know, scally bread, so like, you know, style sort of bread. Um, but it was more of a roll. So it was like that seeded Italian bread for those of you that aren't familiar. Um had prosciutto and soppressata which i would argue are probably my two favorite italian deli meats um you know gabagool is good i'll definitely eat a gabagool sandwich but uh i would i would say that soppressata and prosciutto are in a uh are in another sort of tier there yeah fresh mozzarella yes fresh mozzarella and the thing is with the fresh mozzarella is they cut it like fairly thin like it was like a quarter of an inch versus like the thick slices you get in a lot of sandwiches around here um which was a nice touch you know so it wasn't like it wasn't like overwhelming uh and then it was uh broccoli rob which is great you know i'd had broccoli rob on you know all the roast porks down in philly that i've had before uh shout out to the Knicks there um and then hot hot peppers like but it was marinated red hot peppers so it was different than like, you know, your hot pepper mixture that we're from New England. So we'd say like you get in D'Angelo's and like a, an Italian sub if you got everything on it. Um, it was incredible. It was an easy 70 sandwich. Uh, I grabbed that sucker. Dro- I actually drove into Brooklyn early because it was a two o'clock game. I got there about noontime. I walk in total neighborhood feel, you know, like true Brooklynites in there. There were a couple of cops in there waiting to get their order. You know, people coming in for the family orders on a Saturday. Um, so I was like, all right, this is legit. This is definitely legit. Um, walk in. It was like in and out. Uh, hopped in the car, went back to the park, you know, ate the sandwich up in the uh, up in the press box. And uh, it was just uh, great flavors, you know, craftsmanship on the sandwich um, and just, you know, legitimate italian stuff there so Look, yeah Jeff, that's that's time well spent you know you're taking advantage of your opportunities you're going in to see some ball players and and you're getting yourself a nice sandwich why exactly. wouldn't you do it and this is a little scout appreciation because you know scout hit you with the wreck for that i had a former scout pick me up some uh fresh meats here in denver this week from lakewood had an elk sausage last night for the first time Ooh. very nice that? um yeah, definitely would do again. Very lean meat. Uh, and then earlier this week, it's a cut of meat that you don't really see in too many places, but if you can find it. First time I ever had it was with an international scout uh, down in the Dominican Republic is a picanha steak. What's that? I'm not even familiar with it. Yeah, so picanha steak, uh, it has it's like a cut of meat with a big old fat cap on it, and you cook it with the fat cap. 
and it is just when it's done right it's but i guess it's a big thing down in brazil uh and oh okay yeah i've had these before yep so anyway i got my hands on a picanha steak big old picanha steak cut it into fours threw those on the grill the other night flat top grill inside smoked out the whole apartment that's okay it was delicious completely worth it yeah this is uh this is the kind of meat that they serve at like the portuguese festas out where i come from in, in southeastern massachusetts where you get the meat and the stick and it's it's these kind of steaks i can tell because as you said the the the, the fat of the like the, the the fat cap that's sort of on the back of the steak like if you're looking at it from the position that you'd eat it on right yep. i'm like trying to describe this as i'm using my hand <laughs> as if anyone could see that in the podcast but interesting there you go yeah, so, so if uh, anyone's listening and they ever yeah. come across picanha steak on a menu anywhere uh, and you're at a spot that can do steak, I highly recommend it. I think when it's done right, it might be the best steak I've ever had. Wow. You know what? I, I tend to like fattier cuts of steak because you get more flavor that way, right? Like if, if yep. there's less fat, it tends to be a little bit more tender, like your, your filet mignon, et cetera. But I'm more of like a ribeye guy. Give me some marbling. Give me some fat that's going to cook into the meat add it you know give it some flavor um that you don't even have to season it all that much but yeah that looks uh that looks tremendous that's definitely something i'm going to be on the lookout for i may end up going to like a brazilian steakhouse this weekend and see if i can find it i got tons of brazilian restaurants around me so i probably could um but our guest today is nick mclean as you said um i think this is a really interesting one because it's different than than garrett in the sense that yeah he was in the portal um, certainly a guy that had a whole lot of pro interest before he went to UCLA, but he was more highly built. Um, you know, he was a guy that was, if I'm not mistaken on like top 100 draft lists going into his, his draft spring, um, you know, as a high school player ends up at UCLA. I think he got hurt and then ended up not playing. And we're going to learn some things today. Yeah, we're going to learn some things today. And then, you know, ends up at Arizona state. So stays in the conference for now. And, you know, so far this year, he's had a really, a really productive spring um, over, I mean, he's only played 15 games, but um, over that point in time, he's hit seven home runs in 387, 473, 790. Um, so that's, that's quite a slash line for you. Um, one of the better underclassmen in the country. And I kind of wonder if he's, uh, I wonder if we're going to end up running into him on the Cape this summer, because um, he would definitely be a potential Cape type of type of guy, depending on if he ends up uh, with the USA national team or not. Um, but we know it's uh, it's it's tight pickings for that roster. So potentially a guy I could see this summer because he's not coming up in his draft year until next year because he's 20 until December. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if you had anything you wanted to sort of add in here on him family wise, any of that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, for I don't for whatever reason, the McLeans haven't ever gotten a ton of love from the USA baseball side of things. So uh, wherever he ends up this summer, he's he's going to be getting at bats and playing every day and playing like a dog. I mean, that's that's one of the best baseball families that I've come across. Um, and I think, you know, Matt McLean's probably the, my favorite ball player I've ever been around. Um, really? just, just a dog gets after it every day um, and just great for the dugout. Great. I don't know. He he plays like he's seven feet tall, even though he's you know all of five foot nine. Um, he plays. Like he's, he's off to it. Like he's Go the ahead. same size as teammate Ellie De La Cruz, who's like pushing up on seven feet tall. 
<laughs> yeah, for anyone that enjoys that picture of Jose Altuve standing next to Aaron Judge, that's about to be the Reds' middle infield for the next foreseeable future, as long as the Reds don't mess that up. So um, <laughs> you could see that visual uh, every night tuning into a Reds game, if that's your cup of tea. But um, yeah, I think, you know, Nick, first taste of college baseball. And to your point, I mean, he's sitting on a 1200 OPS and he's getting on base at nearly a every other at bat clip in his first 15 games in college baseball. Um, obviously a, a highly talented family. Uh, Matt went to UCLA. His middle brother, Sean went to Arizona state. He's had a taste of both. That'll be an interesting perspective. Um, and another thing that I think is, is kind of really interesting. And I, I love calling this out. And I was just kind of made aware of this, this past week watching the NHL playoffs. Um, there are actually, three brothers in hockey that are it's almost it's almost an identical age gap right so there's an older brother then there's a brother that's one year younger then there's a gap and then there's the youngest brother uh for the new jersey devils and i just think these are always fun conversations and this is probably something we attack on a later podcast um you know family ties and in sports and kind of how that affects development but uh quinn hughes 2018 NHL draft, seventh overall pick, alt captain for the Vancouver Canucks. Jack Hughes uh, was 1 1 in the 2019 draft. He scored 43 goals this year at the age of 21 uh, for the New Jersey Devils, 99 total points. And then the youngest brother, Luke Hughes, was the fourth overall pick in the 2021 NHL draft. And he made his NHL debut during the postseason for the Devils as well. So um, that's a fun three brother family. Uh, the McLeans, same. I think they're the same birth years, right? You got Matt at the top, Sean, Gap, Nick. And then I always made the the comparison because it was easy to do in Southern California. Uh, what was a better uh, baseball brother or a better brother triad in sports, the McLean brothers or the Ball brothers, which got all the hype, uh, Lonzo, Leangelo, and LaMelo. Um, they're a couple of years older, but that's also the same age staggering as those two other families. Just, just fun nuggets. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not, I, I watch, I watch Celtics games. I watch some Lakers games because my son is a huge, my youngest son is a huge LeBron fan, but I'm going to be honest. I don't know if, if I have enough of an opinion on the balls versus the McLeans to necessarily make that call. Um because because Lonzo's kind of been a bit of a disappointment, right? After being considered he's just, he's to be struggling with injuries, group. is that what it's been? He's dealing with an injury right now that could put him out for his career. Oh, really? I didn't realize yeah. that. See, I don't I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I feel like he's been an okay NBA player. Um, you know, obviously Jason Tatum was probably the way to go over uh, Ball and Fultz, but. You know, that's hindsight. That's the draft in every sport. But sure, uh, sure. I don't think Leangelo ever made anything of himself after he left UCLA. He's still kicking around, trying to make it, kind of. Uh, it, and I, I can tell you right now, Lamelo is the real deal. Yeah, Lamelo is, Lamelo is good, right? Was this his second year in the league? Yep. See, just shows you how, how much I know. I know nothing about basketball. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I think we'll have to have a couple of them make – make the big leagues in order for that to work. I think Matt is probably on track to be there fairly shortly. Um, 
it wouldn't shock me if I mean he he's kind of at that point where the damage that he's doing um, in AAA, the production that he's had, he could potentially be up in the big leagues like within the week. Um, you know, if the right amount of injuries happen or whatever, he certainly is pushing the envelope right now to get the call to Cincinnati. Um, I'm, I'm trying to speak it into existence because Cincinnati's <laughs> in Denver Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Ooh. that would be a treat. Yeah, I, I almost feel like I'd rather see that AAA team right now. <laughs> they got Christian Encarnacion Strand. They got Ellie De La Cruz, who's one of the freakiest athletes in, like, all the game. And, you know, they got Andrew Abbott. They they got some arms, too. Like, it's – that Louisville team is actually really interesting. So, um, yeah, that's one that uh, that I would I would try to catch, you know. And I think the Reds, if they wanted to – um, they could probably call up all these guys and see a bump in production across the board just from that group. So, um, yeah, for sure. And then, you know, we'll see what uh, where, where Nick ends up going next year in the draft. You know, we'll see what Sean does uh, in his pro debut. Um, but, yeah, it's that that triumvirate of brothers. You don't see that too often in sports, but you do see it from time to time. Um, you know, it just goes to show you that uh, sometimes it is nature over nurture but i guess you could probably make the case both ways with with that comment probably too you know yeah i mean it's it's a, a built-in <laughs> development ecosystem you know? yeah <laughs> the funny thing about it is and, and we got to give nick a fair shake because he's still got a long ways to go right but sure as it stands today may 2023 right of the mcleans the oldest brother has had the most success yes of the ball brothers the youngest brothers have the most success and of the Hughes brothers in hockey, you can make the argument that the middle brother with 99 points in an NHL season at the age of 21 and being the first overall pick in the draft has had mm -hmm. the most success. So interesting because people usually say, oh, the youngest one is the one that's, you know, so Nick's, Nick's got some time here to make up some ground on Matt, but Matt's built himself a pretty uh, sizable lead there. Anyway, let's, uh, let's get him in here, huh? Let's do it. Let's bring in Nick McLean. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. That's why I use Indeed for our hiring at Baseball America. It allows me to do everything on one website, I get quality candidates. I can schedule them. I can interview them. I can screen them. I can send messages to them all within Indeed. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Baseball America. Just go to Indeed.com slash Baseball America right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Baseball America. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back with Nick McLean of Arizona State Baseball. Nick, welcome to the show. Um, just for our listeners out there, if you're not familiar, he is, as we said earlier, younger brother of Matt McLean and Sean McLean, both in pro ball. Uh, his first taste of college baseball, though it's his second year, we mentioned what the numbers are, seven home runs through 15 games. He's got an even K to BB of uh, 11 uh, strikeouts to 11 walks, 1,200-plus OPS, as Matt had mentioned earlier. So you're enjoying your first taste of, of college baseball right now, man. How's, how's the season going? Uh, it's awesome. So early on, I broke my uh, handmade bone, so I wasn't able to play um, until, what, like 15 games ago, like you said. Um, but, I mean, it's awesome. Uh, Bloomquist, the coasters, things around. So, I mean, it's, I love playing for this place. Yeah, I was going to say, and what is it like to, to play? Because I've I've seen I've seen Willie down in the Cape. I live out here in Massachusetts, so I'm you know I'm I'm around the Cape constantly. Cover it for Baseball America. I've done it for other sites before he came over here. So I'm seeing Willie recruiting like from the moment he got that job. He's heavy on the ground, boots in the ground, talking to guys. What's it like to play for someone like that that has you know years of pro experience? You know, got up to the big leagues, played a role there in some teams. I'm sure there's some insights that you can share there that even with some very talented family members, um, he could probably give you some insights that other guys haven't. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it's awesome playing for Bloomy because he went to Arizona state. So he's insanely passionate about this place. I mean, when we lose, like it's the end of the world, but when we, win, it's, it's like the best thing ever. And I mean, obviously winning, but uh, he's a great coach. Um, obviously he got to work more defensively with Shauna cause he was more of an infielder. So he kind of, uh, I don't have that much to say about the outfield part of it, but hitting wise, I mean, it's awesome to learn from him. He, I mean, he had a good career. Um, uh, one of the biggest things he preaches is like above water. So kind of just like that kind of swing instead of like whatever it is now, the launch angle thing. But <laughs> it's good to hear it because I mean, I mean, I personally like that and stuff. And he has just like great stuff, how to attack pitchers um and how to go how to go about it if they have three pitches if two pitches are working 
you can eliminate a pitch, which I never really thought about. And then obviously he, people are going to find out my weaknesses and we've worked on that before and we'll go to the backfield and he'll try and strike me out, which is, which is awesome. He has some good stuff, but uh, yeah, I love playing for that guy. Yeah. Who's uh, you, you know, whatever he's telling you must be working. Uh, who's hotter right now, you or, or Matt? <laughs> That's funny that you say that. Uh, probably Matthew. I mean, I don't know what, what he's doing. Uh, I feel like, I mean, good for him. Uh, he's swinging. Yeah, probably him. Uh, he has 12 homers, so I need to catch up. But, I mean, yeah, I'm happy for him. He's doing his thing again. I know. I mean, last year he had a good year, but he was a little bummed. He could have done better, but good for him. Yeah, he had a really nice big league camp, and then he hasn't slowed down one bit. So he's, I'm sure he's he's sleeping with uh, with his ringer on. <laughs> he might be. Yeah. Yeah, it um, seems like kind of where he's at. Go ahead, Matt. No, I was just going to say, let's, let's roll into, you know, you know, Matt went to UCLA, uh, Sean went to Arizona state. You started at UCLA and then now you're at Arizona state. Uh, I was going to say, did you borrow from their closets? But, you know, looking at you, it looks like, you know, you might be the most well bit. You might not built, you might not fit in their shirts. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, but I want to talk about going back to high school, getting recruited by UCLA, uh, you know, kind of talk about that experience and then talk about your time there and then kind of the different circumstances that led to you ending up at Arizona State. Okay. Um, so I'm pretty sure when Coach Savage started recruiting me, I was uh, going into my junior year, I want to say. It was on like the underclass area code type thing, whatever that summer was. Um, and Matthew went there. He loved it. Uh, Coach Savage is a great guy. They do really good. They're I mean, some of the best recruiters in the country they definitely know how to talk um so i mean i was excited to go there i had all my best friends going there like cody schreier alonzo treadwell all those guys and then we were the number one recruiting class we kind of all blew up i guess you could say or i got a lot of draft talk out of high school so then we were the number one recruiting class i was pumped i mean going to omaha was a real thing for us um i got there it kind of just like wasn't i mean I'm kind of like a a laid back guy, a looser guy. Like, you know, I just kind of want to be like myself. Obviously I'm fine with being coached, but I wasn't a fan of people trying to change me so quick. Um, When I got there, that's kind of what it was. Um, I, I think I had a swing change within like a month of going there after the good like high school. I played summer ball before that. I played pretty well. Like I just got kind of thought that was like weird. And then, um, yeah, I broke my back a week before season started, so I was out the whole year. Um, but, I mean, I, to be honest, I kind of knew I was going to transfer early on, kind of in the fall. It just wasn't my spot. I didn't really love L.A. I mean, I'm here right now, and I do not miss it at all. I mean, the track <laughs> so bad. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, obviously they're great guys. It's a great program. just didn't fit for my myself personally. I know Sean. Is the same way as me. He would have he would have freaked out probably. Felt like he was a little dog in a cage, I guess you could say. And then Matthew was Matthew. I mean Matthew's Matthew. He's not he doesn't he's not as open minded. I mean he's more open minded. So he he got it done. Obviously that that worked for him. He had a great career there. 
Yeah, I feel like Matt, and I, I know Matt pretty well going back a couple of years, um, and he's one of my favorite ball players I've ever been around. I mentioned that earlier before you hopped on, but um, you know, can't say enough about him. But I feel like you could drop him anywhere on oh. the on the globe, and he'll show up and he'll get after it. Yeah, he get after it. He definitely, he definitely will do that. <clears throat> yeah, so I think that kind of lends itself to you know you hopped and you you experienced something that a lot of guys, including uh, both your brothers, didn't previously have experience with. It's something that's relatively new: the transfer portal. Okay, you hopped in the transfer portal. You headed over to Arizona State. I kind of want you to you know talk from your perspective on um, the kind of opportunities that the transfer portal presents to players in 2023. Okay. Um... The portal was actually pretty cool. So I went in it <clears throat> pretty much as soon, like the day or two after we lost in the Auburn Regional. I went and talked to a coach and just told him everything. And so I hopped in there. Me and actually Thatcher uh, hopped in there at like the same exact time. We were kind of laughing about it just to see who would get more calls or whatever. And obviously he played, so he got more. But <laughs> but um, I think it's great. Uh, obviously, for a guy like me, I didn't enjoy myself um at UCLA and to me to have I feel like when I came here it was like a new life new career new new surroundings <clears throat> and it was definitely something that I needed for myself and um in the portal I had a lot of opportunities uh I actually got more than I thought since I didn't play but um there's a bunch of schools calling me and I mean there's a bunch of great options out there but I definitely wanted to go the safer route um <clears throat> Knowing Sean went here, he loved the coaches, loved Arizona, loved Tempe, um, loved the – obviously, I honestly wanted to stay in the Pac-12. I think it's a great conference, and I wanted to be on the West Coast, kind of closer to my family still. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the portal is something that – I mean, I'm glad it glad it happened. I'm glad – it was way easier than I thought. Literally, I just, like, did a document or something, and I got in there within, like, I want to say, like, 24 hours. You have to get, like, an email to make sure you're in there. But – once you're in there, I mean, it's go time. Like, there's schools out there that are literally, like, refreshing it. Like, who's in it? Who's in it? That's what uh, one of the Texas schools told me. They literally have a guy designated for it. Like, refreshing. So, it's definitely a game changer for people that, uh, you know, don't enjoy their first spot or if they weren't going to play or something like that. Yeah, I, I definitely think that that is kind of like a – you know, it fits perfectly into the whole topic of finding your fit. And I think it's really neat that, you know, you're able to do that, hop over to Arizona state. And, you know, obviously now you're out here doing what you're doing and it looks like you're finally, uh, you know, comfortably back on a, on a ball field, you know, past all the injuries and, and you have the opportunity to go out there and do it. So um, it's great to see. Uh, I think, you know, on the subject of transfer portal, I think it's, it doesn't just affect baseball. I think it's really big in a number of other sports, you know, whether it be football or whatever it is. And I think that kind of leads to, you know, the reason why some higher profile players hop in the portal and kind of move around. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of want you to speak on this from the baseball perspective, because I think people are more aware of it on the football side or the basketball side, but the NIL opportunities. Right. And I know that, not every school is LSU. Um, I mean, I've heard some rumors that, you know, LSU's got anywhere from, you know, one to $3 million outside of scholarships in NIL on that roster, which is absurd to me. Um, 
but just kind of talk about, you know, from, from your perspective, you know, obviously, you know, NIL and, and kind of how that opens up opportunities and potentially impacts hopping in a portal or not. <clears throat> well, yeah, that's, I mean, NIL does play a, a factor in a lot of people's decisions, I guess. Like, obviously, um, that shortstop that went to Tennessee uh, probably got paid a ton from wherever he was at before. But NIL for me, I, I had NIL offers when I was in the portal um, from a couple schools. But personally for me, I wasn't, like, super intrigued by them. I wanted – to find happiness and be comfortable again and play the game that I know I can play instead of like, Oh, you're going to get 20 grand. If you show up, like, honestly, I was just like, yeah, that's not worth it. Like, what if I get 20 grand? I hate the place I'm at again. And I blow through that 20 grand within the year. Like, which I don't know, that's probably hard to do, but I've never, but that's, that's probably hard to do. But I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. If you got your eyes on a new Corvette, then then it'd probably go through it pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> Something, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, NIL is huge. Like, I know that uh, I had a couple of buddies that left. They got pretty good NIL things going on, and some people want that. I mean, personally, I didn't, like I said, but it's definitely a game changer. I mean, SEC is a different beast now because of it. I mean, they are the ones that have all the money because of the football and their donors out there and stuff like that. They have crazy, crazy money. Like you said, LSU, I mean, that roster probably, a lot of people are probably getting paid a good amount of money. Uh, it also gives you like leverage, which I the only thing good for it. If you're a senior and you're like, oh, I'm getting paid, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, teams have to pay you more if they really want you, which, I mean, that's – I mean, if you ball out as a senior and you senior paid as much because of their age, it's cool to kind of get, you know, more money because of that. Not for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think the question I wanted to have is kind of come back to um, – you've dealt with a couple of tough injuries, like a back injury, as you said, you broke your back, which is – like, I can't even imagine coming back from that. But the Hammond injury as well, like, you know, we've seen that sap power from MLB sluggers, you know, Hall of Famers. Like, I can remember, like, Ortiz having one and, like, having a, a super down season one year, like, you know, 10 years ago or so. Um, what was it like to come back from that and then also hit? Um, what's the process like in terms of, you know, recovery, um, all that sort of stuff are around all those injuries. Cause that's gotta be tough when you have this limited window to impress and there's expectations and everything else. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I was penciled in here as the center fielder, whatever opening day, I was ready to go. And then we were playing like one of our last inner squads, someone threw like a hot, like a hot, like a high and inside cutter, I want to say. And I fouled it off and I was like, ah, that kind of felt weird. It, it was feeling weird, but good enough to play. I'm like, and then he kind of just like busted me in. I was like, ow. So then I sat for like a week, got MRIs and stuff, and like really wasn't thinking it was my handmade bone because there's a test and my hand wasn't like, like Sean did, Sean broke his his freshman year. And there's a test and like it wouldn't like, Sean was like, it, it shocked me so bad when they did it. And it really wouldn't do that to me. So I'm like, oh, it's probably just like a wrist tendonitis. Matthew had a little wrist thing last year and sat out for like a month. So I was like hoping. It was just tendonitis, and I'd be back for like second week of season, 
ended up it was handmade surgery got my surgery surgery never had surgery before so that was <laughs> that was something i couldn't eat until like after the surgery was at three o'clock it kind of sucked but got my surgery and at that point i was just like you know i gotta tell myself let's let's be back in five weeks. I mean, it's supposed to be four to seven or something like that. And I knew four, four is like unheard of. It's pretty crazy, but I was like, let's be back in six weeks. And, uh, as I like four weeks gums and I start swinging it and I'm like, why it's still hurting, still hurting. And then, uh, Bloomquist and I kind of, we got another MRI just to make sure everything was good. Everything was good. No structural damage, no nothing. So then at that point I was like, you know what, I'm going to, if I can play through manageable pain, I'm going to play through manageable pain, which I did for a little bit, and it feels fine. But, I mean, that's it was everyone says, oh, it's a handmade surgery. It's easy. It's nothing, no big deal. But, I mean, it's a real surgery. Like, it it hurts. Like, it's not not an easy recovery. Uh, you have to get massaged every day. You got to do – I did therapy for a while. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, luckily I didn't have, like, any of the power taken away or anything like that. Are you going to be an axe bat guy this summer when you got to swing wood? I actually enjoy swinging uh, the X50 for Victus. Okay. Mookie's version. So I think I will, but I also – I'm going to try not to because I found another one last summer. I only I only swung for a little bit, but I really like. So we'll see. I mean, I like both. I don't, it doesn't matter really. Where, where, are, you, uh, where are you playing this summer? Uh, I'm going to wear him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Following, following in, uh, yeah, in Matt's, Matt's footsteps. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, you're going to have to hit Jeff up for some food wrecks. That's his stomping grounds down there. <laughs> you're off. You're technically off the Cape too. So you, if you have a car, you can drive to places where there's actual food. Yeah. The Cape, the Cape can be a little rough in terms of like food spots, frankly, unless you want to spend a ton of money on seafood. <laughs> yeah, or uh, unless you carry cash for breakfast, some really yeah. Good there's breakfast. some there's some good breakfast spots. That's yeah. for sure. We've talked about that before. We talk a lot about food here, so I totally uh, I totally related to you when you were like, I couldn't eat until three o'clock, and I was oh. like, that sounds that sounds like misery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was the last time I was with Matt. Like, I, that's what we did. We got tacos down in. I don't know. Did he take you to that spot? Because I think you were living with him in uh, downtown Tempe. Yeah. Uh, uh... What is it called? Taco oh, Boy? Man. Yeah, it might have been. It had it was like tacos like El Carbone. Uh I don't know, but I mean I know he loves taco boys. So was it uh it's like half a taco shop and on the other half it's like a sandwich shop that you would never go into. Hmm, I've done <laughs> I don't know. It might have been Taco Boys. Me and him went there and it was It was yeah, they got some good food Tempe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The last thing that I kind of want to touch on here is you're a Southern California kid. Uh, Southern California is a, an absolute hotbed for baseball. There's so many division one schools right there in Southern California and up and down the coast. And a lot of kids who grow up in California stay in California. Um, you know, there's, that's, I think that's just a very natural progression. Uh, you're a good high school baseball player. You get an opportunity to play D one and you stay in state. Um, as a guy who has gone out of state now to Arizona, um, just kind of speak on, you know, deciding to leave the state. And I know that wasn't your initial intention, 
Um, but also kind of like your advice to high school kids specifically in California about, you know, looking elsewhere. Um, yeah, obviously it wasn't my initial intention. Like you said, <clears throat> I wanted to stay in California and I'll just, I mean, you can't beat the weather. And so, I mean, I love Arizona's weather, but once it gets a hundred and it's kind of like, Oh God, especially <laughs> I have a pool in my house. Thank God. But I mean, it's, it's pretty brutal sometimes, but honestly, Leaving personally, I think that is something that I needed. I mean, I'm the third kid. Uh, I, I, I'll admit it. I mean, I got a little bit by my parents. Uh, so I was always comfortable being by them and stuff. And I mean, my mom and I are super close. So, like, it was nice to stay close to her. Especially when I broke my back, I would just drive home when they had a road series and go hang out at the house and stuff. It's only an hour away. But, I mean, for me, yeah, personally, I definitely think that I needed out of California, uh, kind of get out of my comfort zone and just kind of just like be me. Like my parents, no mom and dad to make sure everything's okay, do everything on my own. Um, that was awesome for me. I think I, I've grown a lot as a person on and off the field because of it. So, I mean, if, for high school people, if they're nervous of leaving, but they want to go to that school that's farther away, I mean, I think you give it a shot, especially with the portal now super easy to go back if you want to but uh i mean I, I personally i just think it's an awesome awesome time to leave let me you learn a lot about yourself so yeah i had a conversation with enrique bradfield uh probably about a year and a half ago and and he left southern florida or south florida for tennessee to go to vanderbilt and he just talked about how um i guess big of an experience that was for him on the, on the life front, just in terms of, you know, gaining independence and kind of growing up and maturing and, you know, being in a completely different environment and learning all that and, and just how enriching that was. So, um, you know, it sounds like you're kind of having a similar experience, you know, being out in Arizona. And I think that's huge. I think that's something that a lot of people forget when we're talking to, you know, college kids or high school kids is that, you know, you're still growing up and there's still a lot more growing to do yeah. um, even beyond college. So. Yeah, I think uh, just in general too. If you're you're going to be in a job where you're going to be traveling and and even beyond college, right? Like you know, you're looking to play play pro ball. You could end up in you know Beloit, <laughs> you know Florida, Beloit, somewhere else. Like you know, the next week and uh, having that ability to just you know adjust on the fly and you know having some different life experience outside of like. Your sort of your sort of echo chamber, uh, et cetera. But speaking of that, last question I have is um, more, I guess, related to just specific the next couple of weeks. You're back in Southern California this week, and then you guys got you got UCLA the following week. So you got a little bit of the the revenge, the revenge game. Um, <laughs> how excited are you for these next couple of series and sort of ending the season on a high note? Uh, I'm extremely excited. Uh, this weekend is definitely a must win for postseason. Um, I think we're second in the pack right now to keep that. I think if I think the first team for sure gets to host a regional, and the second team is like an iffy one, but there's still a shot. So obviously that'd be awesome if we could host in Tempe. I mean, that'd be unreal. But um, yeah, I'm super excited for this week. Uh, I haven't played at USC. Like I was a freshman for area code. So it's cool to be here. Um, and the next week, UCLA comes into town. It's a bummer, though. I mean, a bunch of those, those dudes are hurt right now. Um, 
So, I mean, I'm still going to have friends, but it would have been cooler. If, I don't think Cody will play. Um, but, I mean, it, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be fun. Uh, I'm excited for sure. I just, yeah, it'll be a fun one. Hopefully we can. I mean, hopefully we win. I mean, I think we will. We're having a good season, so. And then uh, I've never played an attorney, obviously. The attorney's in Scottsdale, so that'll be fun. That'll be fun, too. And then it's on our way to Omaha, hopefully. Let's go. Yeah. That'd be awesome. But, yeah, this program's definitely making a turn. You could feel it, which is a good thing. It needs to be out there. Yeah, and there's not there's not many more fun places to play a sport. I don't think other than uh, you know like Arizona State is is right there. So you know, absolutely, hundred percent. But uh, Nick, I want to thank you for joining us here on the 90th Percentile Podcast. Good luck in the rest of your season. I'll see you out here this summer, and uh, looking forward to uh, a big summer for you as you sort of head into your draft year um, and sort of you know springboard and launch yourself into pro ball so good chatting with you and best of luck man yeah good luck this weekend and uh don't stray too far away from campus (laughs) (laughs) i won't i won't all right thanks nick have a good one there you have it that was uh nick mclean of arizona state baseball one of the 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 baseballing mclean brothers so there you go um kind of really interesting conversation i think you see even with guys that are highly touted that have a lot of opportunities have insight into the process from siblings that you know played at multiple power five schools in the big 12 he's played at both of them now himself um there's still some of those those hurdles that you have to overcome and challenges um sometimes it's physical stuff like what nick has dealt with and other times it's it's just, you know, finding your opportunity or you, sometimes finding your fit isn't even necessarily like it was for Garrett last week where, you know, he's a guy that was just trying to find the opportunities to showcase and just play ball every day and show, you know, guys that he can ball out what he can do. Sometimes it's a matter of, you know, finding a place that you're comfortable with. And, you know, I thought that was an interesting insight that we got there from Nick. What are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, and Jeff, like you – you know, you just mentioned it in terms of, and I think he brought something up that I wasn't even anticipating. Right. And it's his time at UCLA, like all of these college baseball coaches, you know, if you're a hitting coach, if you're a pitching coach, there's certain things that you believe, you know, whether it's biomechanically or philosophically Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And it's, it's pretty obvious that, you know, Nick had a really good thing going in high school. Uh, He was very confident in who he was as a hitter. And the first thing that they tried to do when he got to UCLA was, you know, kind of change him. And that's not to say that UCLA is out there trying to change every single guy that gets gets on the campus. But in his particular case, they saw something and they tried to make an adjustment. And obviously he wasn't comfortable with that. So um, I think for him, you know, I think twofold. One, getting the opportunity to go to Arizona State and, um, you know, be able to have the success that he's having um, in the way that he's always had success. Because he's always been a really high level player and he's always been a high IQ player and ability to hit whole nine but also um the thing that i thought was really nice and i always appreciate this is uh when a guy steps outside of his bubble and has the opportunity to grow up a little bit and um you know experience a new part of the country and experience a new way of life um so i think that's really cool uh i thought nick was awesome and um yeah obviously really good insights on nil and the transfer portal as well too that we hadn't previously gotten so 
Yeah, it's a it's a brave new world, and uh, I thought it, I thought it was good to, as you said, get a different experience here with a college player, guy who had pro opportunities, which Garrett did as well, um, but playing on bigger stage, bigger expectations. You know, that was obviously that UCLA class. I think was, you know, highly touted as one of the greatest recruiting classes of all time, and there were even players from that class that didn't matriculate to campus. Um, which is even more like unfathomable in terms of you know how well they recruited that year, but um, it hasn't necessarily turned around into you know a ton of success. And we've seen several guys leave the program, uh, and sometimes it's just a matter of as we heard from Nick, like it's just not it wasn't the right fit for for him as a player, as a person. And now he's at a place where he's more comfortable and seems like you know he's uh, more comfortable with what they're they're putting out there. And I think the numbers kind of speak for themselves. It's also remarkable that coming off a Hammond injury, he's been able to hit for the kind of power that he has. Um, it's, I, I'd have to look at what the average, you know, home run per at bat, but it has to be like under five. <laughs> like, yeah. I think he's got seven home runs in, in 62 at bats or something. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's silly. Um, but yeah, I think the, the last thing, and then we'll let, we'll let all the people go here uh, is just like him growing up in Southern California like there's a whole lot more buzz in Southern California around players because there's so many players there as opposed to last week's guest Garrett growing up in Colorado, uh, and he doesn't really get the benefit of that same buzz. So I think you're you're talking about, you know, two completely different angles coming out of high school. You know, whether there's pro interest or not, in the case of both these guys, there was. It's just it's a completely different experience matriculating to college, um, coming from a cold weather, you know, less populated from a baseball standpoint, Colorado versus, you know, California, Orange County. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, can, so. you can, you can just walk down the street and you're going to trip over a guy who got a D one scholarship out there. Right. Like it's a, it's a different world, but all right. That's uh the second edition episode part of finding your fit here in the 90th percentile. I'm Jeff. He's Matt. Thanks for tuning in. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.